Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 1265. Today we're going to continue digging into The Last Jedi, and this time we're taking a romantic turn, if you will. Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and just let's get this out of the way. This is a full spoiler podcast, so if you have not seen The Last Jedi yet, then save this one for a later date if you don't want it to be spoiled for you. But if you are cool, if you either don't care if it's spoiled or you've already seen The Last Jedi once or you've seen it four or five times, whatever the case may be, then let's dive right in. So, as I said in the description for this episode, there are essentially five different combinations of romances that could play out as a result of the events of either The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi. Now, some of them just became more possible and some of them just became less possible as a result of the events of The Last Jedi. So, I want to start off by talking about the Force Awakens potentials. And essentially, that was Ray and Finn and Poe and Finn. Those were the ships that everybody was talking about. And you know what? It doesn't seem like either of them are going to happen. And so there was an interview with Ryan Johnson, and I've lost the link for that. I'm going to have to find it again here. So with the magic of audio editing, (laughs) here you go. Ryan Johnson saying, uh, these films, we have to just kind of follow what's going to make sense with these movies. I think, you know, eventually in the Star Wars world, it'd be a wonderful thing to see a storyline like that. And that's him talking about a Poe and Finn storyline. So pretty much shot down and... Yeah, Poe and Finn, like their interactions in the movie definitely don't suggest something happening. I know that Oscar Isaac has said that when he was playing Poe in The Force Awakens and he was playing, you know, their relationship, he was playing it as though it could have had a romantic element to it. But yeah, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So the next opportunity comes with Finn, actually, because I guess it was sort of a triangle, if you will, in The Force Awakens, is the whole finn Ray equation. And certainly, Finn has Ray on the brain. It was the first word he said when he woke up out of his medically induced coma in The Last Jedi, and, you know, with a lot of alarm, slamming his head into the top of that coma pod. And, of course, when he found Poe, or when Poe found him, Poe says, you know, you must have a thousand questions, and the only question he asks is, where's Rey? And later on in the movie, he refers to her as his friend, although, you know, what else is he going to say? I mean, he's not going to, you know, lay heavily into that, my friend, who I really hope thinks of me as more than a friend, you know, (laughs) and, you know, that's not obviously happening in the movie. Um, You know, he's concerned that she's going to come back to the fleet when they are all but defenseless and getting pummeled by, you know, First Order blasts just to remind them that once they run out of fuel that they're going to be toast, you know, and he doesn't want Ray to get caught up in that. So he wants to get that little um, beacon thing away from the Resistance fleet. At least that's his rationale for, you know, (laughs) trying to get away. But be that as it may... When they finally reunite on screen, that's a friend zone hug that Ray and Finn have. I mean, that's not a, oh my gosh, you know, this is going somewhere hug. This is not happening. I mean, if so, you know, if they had just been reunited after all these trials and something was going to happen, there would have been kissing right there. So, no, not happening. 
But Finn did get kissed in The Last Jedi after all. And it didn't come from Poe and it didn't come from Rey. It came from Rose, of all folks. And, you know, that one is more like a, you know, teenager celebrity situation, you know. I mean, obviously Rose is a grown woman. But, you know, it had that kind of innocent, uh, starry-eyed fandom kind of situation to it, didn't it? Even though, even though, you know, Rose certainly is a very clear-eyed person and once she, you know, clued into the fact that Finn was actually running away, she zapped him just like she zapped a whole bunch of other people trying to desert the Resistance in their time of need. And certainly Finn was doing the right thing by, you know, making sure she got back safe to the Resistance base and was taking care of her when she was being put onto the Falcon and getting into one of the med bay tables and whatnot. But I don't read that as a romantic situation personally. It's just, you know, I mean, maybe it could blossom into that, but right now the potential for it isn't there. So that leaves two other potential romantic possibilities. The first one a lot has been made of on the internet, and that is of a love connection between Ben Solo and Ray. And I got to tell you, I really think that the odds of a Poe and Finn thing happening are much higher than a Ray and Ben thing happening. I mean, I just, I don't see it. Although I will say that I do believe pretty strongly that Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver did kind of play it that way, that it was intentionally played as a bit of a seduction. And when you think of Ray's life, I mean, she's 19 years old. She is a loner and a survivor, right? She's not really making a lot of connections to people, a lot of social connections. You have to imagine that from an intimacy standpoint, there's been practically nothing like that in her life. And I don't even mean necessarily romantic intimacy. I'm even talking about having, you know, a good couple of friends that she can talk to about what's going on in her life or what's going on in her heart or anything like that. And I'm willing to bet romantically there hasn't been anyone either. I mean, it doesn't look like Jakku is a place where there are a lot of, you know, good prospects or anything like that. So, when suddenly they're mentally connected and Adam Driver is shirtless in his Kylo Ren room, you know, I mean, I think there's something shocking for Ray's character like that. I mean, six and five, it's a man, right? And, you know, a you know decently turned out one at that. And on the other side of the equation, you have Ben, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, who has already tried to recruit her once. Like he said, I can teach you. I can show you the ways of the Force. This is at the end of The Force Awakens, all right? So he has not ruled her out as a, you know, it's me versus her and that's it, period, paragraph. He still thinks that he can get her to come over to his side. And, oh my gosh, the join me please i mean oh the vulnerability in that is just amazing and adam driver wow i mean he has made kylo ren into something very special as a movie character in the star wars films and i think that if he did turn to the light side that ray might have actually been attracted to him i think it could have gone in that direction but when she realized that he just wanted to burn everything down to the ground and start over that was just not something that she could abide and so that's why they ended up having to fight over the lightsaber and yeah that didn't go well 
So, yeah, no hope of a Ray and Ben situation happening. So that leaves one other possibility, and this is the one that I mentioned has a tie-in to the Force Awakens novelization, and that is a potential love connection between Ray and Poe. So I'm going to read this to you from the Force Awakens novelization. This takes place right at the moment where R2-D2 has produced the rest of the map for BB-8 to line up and everybody's excited and C-3PO says, R2, you did it. So here's the line or lines from the Force Awakens novelization. Cheers and spontaneous embraces filled the room with so much joy that no one paid any attention to who was hugging what representative of whichever species. Ray and Poe were not excluded, though their sudden tight clinch of shared excitement led to a moment of mutual awkwardness. Uh, hi, the pilot mumbled. I'm Poe. She nodded slowly, searching his face and finding that she liked it. I recognize the name, so you're Poe. Poe Dameron, the X-Wing pilot. I'm Ray. I know, he smiled back, a little more at ease. Nice to meet you. Amid all this shouting and spontaneous applause, few noticed a protocol droid as he bent over the now quiet astromech unit. My dear friend, how I've missed you. And that's how that scene ends. And yeah, I guess you didn't need a C-3PO R2-D2 thing for the purposes of our discussion here, but I still love that moment. Anyway, does that Ray and Poe scene sound at all familiar to you? Does it not sound exactly like what happens at the end of The Last Jedi when they meet on the Millennium Falcon and Poe says, I know to her right there? I mean, yeah, you know, and of course... It's easy to look at the I know line and make of it what you will in terms of Han Solo and Princess Leia, right? You know, the classic I love you, I know. So that definitely is a huge flag to consider in this whole romantic love connection possibility situation. And that being said, there's no plan for it whatsoever. Not at all. Ryan Johnson says that he was not given anything to suggest that there was a plan that needed to be followed or anything like that. So any sort of romantic prospects for any of the characters were absolutely not given to him. And he just had to follow a line that he felt made sense for the characters. But whether it's going to make sense to J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio when they start writing episode 9 is anybody's guess. So we'll have to see how it all plays out. But at this point, it seems like the Poe-Ray connection is the most likely of those five situations. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to talk about another trivia book giveaway. Stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by Nissan Intelligent Mobility. And I guess the best way you can think about Nissan Intelligent Mobility is to kind of equate it to having an astromech right inside your car, right? You know, the X-Wings will have astromechs, but in this case, it's not going to plot your hyperspace jump for you. What it is going to do, what Nissan Intelligent Mobility is going to do is things like automatic emergency braking and blind spot warnings and Nissan's new ProPilot Assist to keep you centered in your lane. And it begins the journey toward autonomous driving with advanced driver assist technologies. You can learn more about it at sw7x7.com slash NIM. Yeah, that's the initials for Nissan Intelligent Mobility. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash NIM. Welcome back. All right, so there's a whole laundry list of winners for the Force Awakens trivia book. And you know what? I didn't actually say to folks that I wanted to announce their names, 
But if you check out the Facebook page, the various posts for the podcasts that have gone up, you can see which ones have won because I'm commenting on there saying congratulations, you've won. And there are still a few people actually, I'm backlogged a couple of days, I got to go back in and announce them as winners. So my apologies to the folks who've been commenting over the last couple of days and I have not responded to you yet. I will be getting to you shortly, I promise. All right. So that trivia book, by the way, it is a legit, you know, (laughs) honest to goodness, 160 odd page paperback that you can get on Amazon, but I've got a shorter, easier to remember link for you to get there. It's SW7X7.com slash TFA for The Force Awakens, SW7X7.com slash TFA, and that will refer you straight to the Amazon page where you can get the book. And thank you very much for considering it as a gift for yourself or your friends or your Star Wars love and family. All right, as far as the contest goes, you know the rules. 18 plus, U.S. residents only, not endorsed or uh, otherwise affiliated with Facebook. You got to look for this post, uh, the, the post for this particular episode on Facebook and be the first person to comment with the correct answer to the trivia question. Has to be the original comment, not an edited comment, or else it's disqualified. And if you are the fastest on multiple days, you only win on the day that you're the first fastest. So here you go. Here is the trivia question for today. It's question number 156 from the book. Based on how he holds the detonator, is Chewbacca right-handed or left-handed? And as always, thank you very much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go jumping out skyscraper windows, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a shapeshifter, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.